verse 30 is where I'll start reading. And Elijah said unto all the people, come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And Elijah took 12 stones, according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, who was Israel, unto whom the, the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. Verse 32. And with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord. And he made a trench about the altar. As great as would contain two measures of seed. And he put the wood in order, and he, and he cut the bullock, or the bullock cut the bullock in pieces, and laid him on the wood, and said, fill, listen to this, fill four barrels with water, and pour it on the burnt offering and on the fire. And he said, do it the second time. And they did it the second time. And he said, do it the third time. And they did it the third time. And the water ran around about the altar. And he filled the trench also with water. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Jacob, who is Israel. Let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, mm -hmm. and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their hearts heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is Father, we bless you, we honor you, we thank you for the word of the Lord. We thank you for the ability to preach and to teach that which you have given. We thank you, Lord, that you've always been faithful and you will not stop being faithful now. Thank you. Thank you for this assembly. Thank you for the streamers. Thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that gives us the ability to articulate and declare the truth of your word. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. My title, you can sit down, Praying the Fire Down. Praying the Fire Down. Praying the Fire Down. There's a situation going on here. There are 450 prophets of Baal under the leadership of Jezebel and uh, Ahab. And they posed a problem and caused the people to deviate from the living God. Elijah comes on the scene to bring them back into right standing with God in their heart, in their heart. So many times you say people are right or wrong by their physical activity, but you don't know their heart. God judges the heart. It's a man that looks at the outward appearance, but God judges the heart. So there's a situation going on here, and uh, Elijah, who is God's mouthpiece at the time, calls everybody up to Mount Carmel, and they begin to create a sacrifice. And when they create a sacrifice and they build altars, so the 400, 450 prophets are out there calling on their God. And while they're calling on their God, nothing happens. I believe this earth, this city, this nation has seen enough of nothing. And when we call on the Lord and get nothing, it's because we're calling in idolatry. Look at your neighbor, tell them something ought to happen. So they're calling on the name of the Lord, their God, because it's a different God. Because here it is, Elijah calls on the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are Israel. He was Jacob. He wrestled with God, and, and he, he, he won 
and, and the Lord changed his name to Israel. And then he had 12 sons who were the 12 tribes, which the stones represents the 12 tribes. So God's into 12. He was so into 12, Jesus picked 12. I'm so into 12, I picked 12, and I sent 12 names to a friend of mine up north. And I said, he's had, he has a major prophetic gift. I said, I want you to pray over these 12 names, and I want you to let me know what you think about it. He, he, he called, I called him back on the way to church. He has never met any of those 12 guys. And out of all those 12 guys, he nailed their personalities. That was this evening on my way to church. He nailed every one of them. You, you have fake friends. I have real friends. So he, he nailed their personalities, never met them, told me exactly what we already, Lady Davis was listening, told me exactly what we already knew about those 12 names. Okay. Let's go on. Let's go on. Stay with me here. So there, there is almost like a competition. Elijah said, okay, you call on your God. So they're calling on the Lord, and they're calling in the morning, and they're calling in the afternoon, and they're calling in the evening, and it's so bad they start cutting themselves because nothing's happening because they were serving a God that doesn't respond. I said they were calling on a God that did not respond. So Elijah said, this is what I'm going to do. When my turn comes around, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that buckets of water poured over three times. I'm going to dig a trench around. I'm going to fill it with water. I'm going to make sure it's so difficult for this to happen that when it happens, you know it was God. I believe we got to raise the bar in the kingdom of God because you got too many people trying to be us. Some of you should have already figured out that if you could move from Pinson with your level of understanding from there and come to here and pay off a building, there has to be something about you. We need to check out who you're worshiping. So people all around the country and the nation are trying to figure out what we do. We're calling on the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's what we're doing. Buddha and Mohammed can't help me. Excuse me, let me give you my points. Let me give you my points. The man of God, number one, repairs the altar of the Lord. Repairs the altar of the Lord. You don't just go and start a Christian work. You have to repair the altar. The Bible said the altar was torn down. The place where they spent time with God, the space where they met God was torn down. If you don't tear down the altar, then there's a level of misunderstanding about the altar. So there's no expectation for God to move at the altar. So now you got to build understanding. You got to build knowledge in those who come to the altar if the altar is not physically torn down. You got to build understanding of what people should expect when they come to worship. You don't come to worship to be entertained. You come to worship to meet with God, to make a petition before God so that God hears you. So he's got to repair the altar. There's a lot of damage in Christianity that has to be repaired. And most people think there's nothing to be repaired. Let's just go on. Let's just continue to be emotionally and, and, and never get anything or never hear from God or never get a response from God. So you got to go in and you got to do some work. So you got to start restoring some things. You got to start getting people in the right place with the right level of understanding. Out of all you're getting, get understanding. If you're always around people saying, I don't understand, that's the people that should be praying and in their Bibles, in their concordance, in their commentaries, trying to get understanding. Don't walk around without understanding when you got a phone and you can pick up your phone and ask it about what I'm saying and it'll pull it right up for you. Okay. So the man of God, which y'all don't like anymore because y'all categorize good people with bad people. All right. All right. So the man of God repairs the altar. What is he doing? He's repairing the altar. Why does he need this? Because he's repairing the altar. Because if he doesn't repair the altar, you have nowhere of truth to come to. The man of God gathers 12 stones representing Jacob's sons to 
uh, announced that the Lord has spoken to God's people, Israel. So he gathers 12 stars. Everything is symbolic. We don't gather two. We gather 12. I sent 12 names. I'm on it. Whether you like it or understand it, I'm on it. I sent 12 names. Because I know what I got to do to get what God wants for us. So I sent 12 names. See, he gathers, he gathers 12 stars. Some people's math go out of order when they start thinking about the things of God. You got to make sure you, numerology is very important to God. So he gathers 12 stones and he puts those 12 stones in place because you can never build anything that's outside of the government of God. So the 12 stones represent the government of God. And if you get the government of God, you just may get the presence of God. But without the government of God, and it doesn't matter what your government is in your mind. That's why some of our minds are challenged because we don't have the proper government over us. Excuse me, I didn't mean to go too deep in. But the man of God, that's why you know he's the man of God. Because he looks at the model of the Bible and tries to recreate what he sees in the Bible, not what he learned in the university. Everything we build is to glorify the name of the Lord. If we build this, it's going to glorify the name of the Lord. It doesn't glorify God when you fail. I'm always in a battle. I'm always winning. God is glorified when I win, not because I'm in a battle. If every week I'm in a battle, every week I ought to have a victory. Because God is glorified when you win. It may be a struggle, but the struggle is soon over. Because in every struggle, those of us who understand God, we win. At the end of the Bible, if you read it, guess what? We win. You just got to last. So everything we build, and we will build a lot. We have already built a lot. We will build so much more. But what does it do? It brings glory to the name of the Lord. We're not building for us. We're building for him. We're not expanding for us. We're expanding for him. The better we look, the better he looks. He's looked bad so long because we've been calling on the wrong God. Whenever we start calling on the right God, God's going to look real good. We're not calling on a God that can't hear. We're not calling on a God that doesn't respond. We're not calling on a God that's not alive. I'm not impatient, but I didn't, if I didn't get a response, I probably wouldn't call very long. So everything we build is to glorify. The intentions is to make our daddy look good. God only looks like a failure in the hands of an unbeliever. The force of water was not able to do what? Extinguish the fire. But will be consumed by the fire. He poured three buckets of water and filled the trench. You know for yourself, Brandon's here, water puts fires out. But when it's God, The elements that have a negative impact on fire can't be stopped when God's in it. Let me help you. If you really had the fire, that situation couldn't have put you out. How can you kill my zeal? If my zeal is of the Lord, yeah, I, I went through it, but my fire still burns within me. This fire from heaven, that when you go through, you still on top. 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went through the fire and got a promotion on the other side. If you understand what you have and who you serve, there's a promotion right beyond the chaos. I get excited when witches come against me. That's a sign that I'm about to move into another dimension. Excuse me about the witch thing. It's just people who don't like what I'm called to do and try to stop me. You can't stop me because you ain't got enough fuel in you to stop what God has ordained for this moment and this time. They can't stop you. You got to understand, there's an open door. I talked about it Tuesday. They can't stop you. They don't know they're wasting their lives and their energy and their effort trying to stop you because you are on fire. Meaning you're so passionate, they're going to wear out before you do. So the force of the water would not be able to extinguish the fire. You ever poured water on something that was burning and went out? You ever tried to set something on fire that was wet? We take difficult stuff to prove that God is real. Give me an empty bank account. Watch me fill it up. Give me a sick body. Watch me do with a sick body what a whole man can't do with it. I never, I never battle over who had the longest part of the stick because I knew my stick would always outgrow theirs if I'd done it right. You give me the smallest room and I'll make the smallest room better than any room. I didn't start ahead, I started behind. But the Bible said I will be the head and not the tail. So I got a word in me. It doesn't matter what position I start in. It's not the position I will end in. You want to know why? Because I know something that my opposition doesn't know. Okay. In fact, the water had to respond to the fire because the fire didn't respond to the water because the fire was on an assignment from God. Let me work that for a moment. If you own an assignment from God, don't worry. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. I said, if you're on an assignment from God, it doesn't matter if it's church, government, sports, whatever. If you're on an assignment from God, don't worry about what tries to put your fire out. It is not going to be successful. It can't be successful. It doesn't understand what you're operating in. It doesn't understand who you are. Elijah's, Elijah prays to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Israel, who is faithful in every generation. You want to know why people have gotten away from the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? It's because they don't know that he's faithful in every generation. They, they think he's forgotten us. They think he's, they think he's forgotten the church. They think, they think he doesn't hear us when we pray. They think because they don't get an answer that we won't get an answer. We already got our answer. We're not excited about what's happening. We're excited about what's already happened. Okay. 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 So when you, when you see, I, I'm, for me, it's God or nothing. I don't, I don't operate in options. I'm either married to her, I'm not married at all. <laughs> either I'm pastoring, refresh, I'm, I'm not pastoring at all. You, you, know, you, you understand what I'm saying? I don't make it complicated. The problem back then is they, they have made it so complicated they lost God. 
In order for you to miss God, all you need is a confused leader over you. So there was a lot of confusion running Israel. So like people, like priests, look it up in your Bible. Confused leadership, confused people. Confused father, confused family. Like people, like priests. Elijah prays to the God of Abraham, Isaac, Israel, who is Jacob. He was faithful to Abraham. Gave him a baby at his old age. Didn't stop after that. Gave him another wife. If you read your Bible after Sarah. And then he had more children. I'm like, you were 100 when you had that one. See, y'all, because you're not re really studying your Bible and you heard from the last preacher. And he only preached Isaac being born. But he didn't preach about all the other children that Abraham had after that. When God opens something up, it doesn't shut so easily. And some of y'all gave up after you got what you prayed for. God has so much more he wants to do. You got the position, so you gave up. You got the raise, so you gave up. You got the house, so you gave up. I'm not giving up. God wants to do so much more. Look at your neighbor, tell him God wants to do so much more. Because you spend time with the wrong people, you've learned to ask for limited things. See, see he said, ask for the nations. Why did he say ask for the nations? Because you would have been asking for a house on the corner. We can always tell when you know you who you're talking to. Because you ask big. Don't just heal my body, use my body. You use it for the rest of my life. Don't just heal my mind. Stimulate my intellect where I'm just, my intelligence is off the charts. So he's faithful to Abraham. He was faithful to Isaac. He was faithful to Jacob. Israel. Let me tell you why they follow me. They see God's faithfulness to me. They see how faithful. This didn't start here. It started with 23 people. And guess what? I've done a lot of this with the devil all around me. With haters and Judases everywhere. It's when you can do it when you're sitting with the devil. He said, I prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy. When you don't lose your appetite. Because you know somebody against you sitting at the table and you still have an appetite. Just because I ate with them didn't mean I didn't know who they were. In fact, my meal tastes better when I was eating with them. Because I knew they only had a short time. They should have been nervous when they knew they were my enemy and I was calm. That means God, God said, hold your peace. All right. Okay. See, you have to be careful, men of God, because they'll start trying to evaluate your message that came from God. And they want to make it like you're talking about them because they got lower level ears. Your ears have to come up to hear this kind of stuff. Oh, we ain't talking down here. We're talking up here. We're talking where the fire comes from. We're not talking where the wood's wet. We're not talking down in the valley. We're, we're talking up here. Because God wants us seated in heavenly places where Christ Jesus is. We ain't gossiping about you. Gossip don't happen up here. We encourage one another up here. We're faithful to one another up here. We honor one another. We respect one another. If I come into your arena, you the boss. I respect what you want done. And I'm going to make it happen. All right. It's faithful to Abraham. It's faithful to Isaac. 
Abraham is now dead, but God was still faithful to his seed. You know you've gotten God. When God's faithful, you don't have to worry about it. When your time is to leave, you don't have to worry about what's going to happen to your children because God is faithful to your seed because you are faithful to him. So all the people, all the faithful people, don't stay up all night. Go to sleep. God is faithful to every generation. This prayer is the proof that God is with us. That I am his servant. There has to be proof of his servant, especially in this day and time. Because people try to figure out who you are without talking to the father that gives the revelation of who you are. The revelation of who Jesus was came through the revelation that the Father God gave Peter. Flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. If you're going to know God sent people, it's going to take God giving the revelation of that. Because if you don't know who they are, you will crucify them and then say their blood be upon us and on our children. They didn't have to say that. A curse came on their children because they crucified the Lord of glory. Just, just Google it. Your blood be on us and on our children. And it's going to talk about the people who chose Barabbas instead of Jesus. In other words, they chose a crook, a murderer, instead of a savior. That's what happens when you don't worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This prayer is the proof that God is, is with us. We could not have made it through the pandemic if God wasn't with us. Many churches and businesses did not make it through the pandemic. Even with the PPP loan, it wasn't enough to get them through the crisis. Because it doesn't matter if you have government help. If you don't have God's help, you can't make it through a crisis. And we still merit because we have God in our marriage. Okay. All right. All right. God, I am his servant. Now, there has to be proof. That's why you need fathers for affirmation. Because people hook up with you for other agendas. And if you don't have a father to come in and tell them these men and women of God, they will think you are a brother. You're not their brother. You're God's servant. Why, why he only stops choosing them when we stop studying our Bible. How can we do church without the book? And why would an outsider have more respect for you than someone on the inside? Just because they can read doesn't mean they have understanding. And it doesn't mean that they comprehend. Because if you comprehend, you will be celebrating your gift instead of criticizing your gift. You will know how much God loves you because he gave you a gift. You shouted all around the Christmas tree when you got your gift from under the Christmas tree just a few months ago. That I am his servant and that we are obeying his word. Obeying his word. Now the challenge is this. You don't get a whole lot of kickback when you're doing what you want to do. But you get a whole lot of kickback when you're doing what God wants you to do. Why do they struggle understanding what God wants? And it's easy for them to do what you want. They're now obeying God. And the problem comes start obeying God your family don't they don't have a problem with you until you start obeying God your lights your lights come on 
So you start trying to do what they say they were trying to teach you to do. Now they say, you go to church too much. Isn't that what you were trying to tell me when I was doing all the stuff out there? Now you're telling me I go to, now, now you're going to run the one out that you say you've been praying that will come in for the last 10 years. Now you're going to tell them they worship too much. Turn that music down. Stop praying. You at that church all the time. Yeah, because my God is there all the time too and I want to be around him. Let me, let me help some of you. Stop trying to explain to people who don't have a relationship. Because if they had a relationship, they would know they need him more than Wednesday and Sunday. I need him every day. And I will be here every day. If y'all wanted to come every day, I wouldn't stop you. I'd have a word every day. In fact, I have a word three and four times a day. So I would be ready for you if you came every day. And that we are obeying God's word. What, what does that mean? Because they're up against some people who think they have mastered God. And then when Jesus shows up, he comes amongst some people who feel like they have mastered God. How do you master God and not reach anyone? When John, when John showed up, people followed him out into the wilderness. When Jesus showed up, he had to borrow Peter's boat to preach from. How can I say that I'm really honoring God's word and nobody wants to hear anything I got to say? Y'all still with me? And don't, don't worry when idolatrous people don't want you. Just beyond them is the crowd. Just, just beyond them. Just beyond them. I changed what I was trying to reach and gave up on what didn't want God. I, I, I gave up. I, I really, I said, whoop. you know, there, there's a season you're going to want it. In the book of uh, Romans, the, he said, we haven't completely cut them off. But for right now, until y'all come in, until those who, who are not like church folks come in, until y'all start getting hungry and want some of this, they're, they're on pause right now. But y'all can come on in and get everything you need from God. Why? Because they rejected it first. That's what my Bible tells me. So whenever you see somebody reject truth, there's another group that's about to come in and sit at, a, at the king's table. Some of y'all don't know why you're here. You're here because somebody else didn't have an appetite. In this season, the people will know that the Lord is God and their hearts will be turned back to God. In this season, in this season, they're going to stop chasing Beyonce. Because all, all I am is broke because I spent so much money on that, that ticket. I didn't say Beyonce was bad. I just said, you could have done better with your resources. I, I think like this. If I can get God, I can conquer the world. If I get God first, if I get God first, if I attract God, I, I can get a 93,000 square feet building. 
and pay it off. If I can, if I can get, if I can get with God, I can get victory over my adversaries. If I can get God, if I can get God, he can take me from Bradford, Alabama and take me around the world. If, if, I, if I can get God, see, we got to get our priorities together. We're going after that. No, you get him. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. If you seek his way of doing things, I promise you, the promotion will stay. I'm telling you, the assets will not be removed. Not one thing that he gives can an enemy come in and steal from you when you go after him first. Does that mean I'm at the altar all day long? No, it means I got an altar on in my heart that every single moment I I think about it. I say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You've been so good to me and you're still being good to me. It don't feel good what I'm going through, but I know it's only temporary what I'm going through. So I'm going to use the altar of my heart to celebrate you because on the other side of my celebration is manifestation. And you can't tell me it won't. I've gone through a whole shift in a whole church. But I'm telling you right now, we're better now than we were then. I didn't get many claps on that. While you're crying over old relationships, have you introduced yourself to the new people? Do you even know the people who are sitting around you? Have you taken the time to see the value in that treasure that's sitting next to you? Are you still waiting on Joe to walk in that may not walk in or waiting on Susan to walk in and may not walk in? Have you valued what God gave you for this next season while you're still mourning over what you lost in the last season? You got to start getting happy about what you what you come into and stop mourning over what's gone out of your life. Because if it was supposed to be in your life, it never would have left your life. So since it left my life, I'm going to start rejoicing in God because something good is about to come into my life. And I don't need somebody else to testify for me. I can testify for myself. Thank God for the fire department because I'm about tired of doing religious church anyway. I want to help somebody. And if I'm around a bunch of folks that don't want any help, I'm going to put on my helmet, put on my outfit, and go help somebody. Call me 911, baby, because that's what I do. I show up. I'm a first responder. So if you don't need CPR, you don't need anybody to breathe in you. I am not for you. Stop. Stop feeling bad about people who don't want your breath. Breathe into somebody else. Stop crying over people that don't open the door and they call 911. Go to somebody laying out on the street and say, I just screamed loud enough that somebody knew that I needed help. And you get a response from those who are connected to God. A real believer ain't got no business being bored right now. I'm going to say it again. A real believer does not have any business being bored right now. Because every time I wake up, I can hear somebody call, somebody screaming, somebody needing. So if you bold, that's how some people say, bored, bold. If you bored right now, it's because you're not connected to God. Because if you're connected to God, you'd be like Bruce Almighty that could hear while he was laying in his bed all the screams of the people praying all night long. And if you can't hear your neighbors, you can't hear the people in your community crying out God save me it's because you've been worshiping Baal but I want to hear the sound of a church you know the heartbeat of the community you know the pulse of the community you know God has anointed us sent us called us dispatched us for somebody in crisis you don't want to play any more games you're ready to get serious about business and if you don't breathe somebody else won't breathe but since God gave you breath, you're willing to share your breath with somebody else. I need you to shout at this.
touch your neighbor. Tell them, breathe, breathe, breathe. It's time to shift away from selfish people. Get around some caring people. Get around some passionate people. Get around people. I feel bad when I'm not helping you. Let me help. Let me get involved. Let me push. Let me live. Let me encourage. Because I just want to build somebody up. I want to serve notice to all you unemployed saints. It's time to get a job, baby. And your job is on the street that you live on. It's time to impact where you live. I'm waiting, I'm waiting to slap my bruh a high five. I'm ready to hook up with my homie. When an unsaved person is doing more than a born again person, somebody has shifted over into idolatry because Jesus didn't pass by those who were hurting. In fact, if you were desperate enough, you could touch the hem of his garment and get a breakthrough. When's the last time somebody reached to your clothes trying to get a breakthrough? When's the last time somebody asked you to pray for them? When's the last time somebody asked you to give them a word from the Lord? When's the last time you even looked like you wanted to help anybody? But I want to shift the way you look tonight because there are plenty of people need help and they're not your brothers and sisters in your prayer chain and your partner. There's some people that want to know your God, but they got to know you care so that they can know your God and if they sense you don't care they will never know your God I got three minutes Lady Darlene in all the years we've been married have you ever known me not to care never You want to know why? Even when I didn't know it, I was a man of God. And I'm not going to lie idolatrous people to try to categorize me because you ain't even connected to God. Because when you're connected to God, you care when you don't want to care. You help when you're trying to tell yourself, sit down somewhere. I never win a battle when I tell myself to sit down somewhere. Every time I try to pull back, something just pushes me forward. I messed around and got a radio, radio where I can hear people's problems. And Lady Davis had to tell me, turn that thing off all night long. I am hearing the cry of my community because I am sent as a change agent. I am not here to do church with a bunch of foolish people. I am here to do the kingdom of God, advance the kingdom of God, bring relief to those who are desperate for help. And if you don't want help, you dismiss yourself because I am here to be a blessing. I am here to break the powers of Satan that people will become better. If you start being what you're supposed to be, people's hearts will turn towards not you, towards God. There are many people who believe in God. You want to know why? Because I exist. Some of y'all prayed for stability and then resented it when you came up on it. I need a pastor that don't play because the other pastor played around. I need somebody that's going to lead me because they doing all kind of stuff. Well, you got it. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with order? What are you going to do with structure? What are you going to do with passion? What do you want to do? You want me to sit down? No, you're supposed to join me. And you're supposed to help me to help others. Why you want me to sit down? You didn't want me to sit down when you first came in here. What happened to you? Who you been talking to? Who you joined up with? What serpent have you talked to that killed your passion for things that you should have passion for? Let me talk to you just for a moment. You better get yourself together because God ain't waiting on you because there's a cross. 
cry of a people that God is sending us to answer. relationships that are not passionate about helping others will end. All of them. Every one of them. Every one of them. And I'm not going to explain anything. Because you say you have Jesus, you say you have the Holy Spirit, you speak in tongues, but you don't have a passion to help anybody. And you look so miserable when you come in here because you didn't help anybody today. I helped some people today. That's why I'm excited. The Spirit of the Lord is on my life because he has anointed me. He didn't anoint me to tap church. He anointed me to help those, help those who are brokenhearted. So I called Sister Lynn today and I said, I got you because your heart is broken. I showed, when the last time you had her number and you didn't reach out to her, why she has a broken heart that means you are not anointed because anointed people are drawn to broken hearted people I gotta go my passion is not gonna decrease it's gonna increase more and more more and more more and more the big church came because I have a big heart. My big heart grew the church because when you have a heart for people, you can't have a small church all your life. When you all, when your heart's gotta be big. It'll draw people from the north. It'll draw people from the south. It'll draw black people. It'll draw Indian people. It'll draw Asian people. It'll draw white people. It'll draw everybody when your heart I will never get back to the days of worshiping alone. My heart's too big. Someone would always invade my private space because my worship is so big. My heart. You wonder how you got here. With loving kindness have I drawn thee. What you wanted then if you still wanted it, you would be fine. Never go from wanting help from God to wanting a position in this church. Because if you walk with me one day, you will want to retire. Because every single day, I'm looking for somebody to help and to empower. Every, every day. That's the heart of Refresh. That's the heart of Refresh. My passion is so great because my opposition is so much. Because some people came to sit and I came to work. All sitters have a problem with me. When your passion is great, which is your fire, you feed it every day. I feed my fire every day. God does something in me to help make somebody's life better. And when God trusts you, when God really trusts you, you will be the answer and the solution, not just to your family members. God will keep elevating you because he can trust you to not have an identity crisis when you get to higher levels of influence and you know how to keep private what somebody has spoken to you because you're not there to publicize their issues. You're there to help them through their issues. I'm five minutes over. Father, we bless you, we honor you. We thank you for the fire of your presence. 
We thank you for the anointing that comes down for those who are faithful and committed to the service of the Lord. There was a people who were about to be lost, not just the 450 prophets. There were many who were about to be lost. But Father, you sent an Elijah spirit to disrupt the norm and bring people's hearts back to you. So that when they heard the cry of your people, even though it was not vocal coming out of their mouths, they heard their hearts as their hearts were screaming for help. Father, you sent down what they needed to get them through where now their hearts are turned back to you. Hey, if you're ever in the Birmingham area, we'd love to see you. Stop by because everyone is welcome at Refresh Family Church. It's full of friendly people, a warm atmosphere, and a powerful word. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m. or our empowerment service on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're located at 117 12th Court Northwest in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll see you soon at Refresh. Want to find out more about Apostle Stephen A. Davis? Well, log on because StephenADavis.org is now live. That's right. Log on to StephenADavis.org now and you can find out all about him. Watch live broadcasts and get all the information you need at StephenADavis.org. Available on all platforms. Log on today. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. At Refresh Family Church, we're more than just a church. We're a nation. To find out more, log on to StephenADavis.org. We'll see you next time.